Chapter 6 Excuse me, Sidney guessed. Had she heard him right? She couldn't have. What did you say? I said if you and I are going to split the money, we'll have to kill Emma, Jason repeated. Whoa, Sidney stared at him, shocked. Didn't you see that movie? Jason asked. These four guys find a bag filled with cash, they decide to keep it, and then they all start killing each other to make sure the secret is safe. I never saw it, Sidney told him. Great movie, Jason grinned. A feeling of relief washed over Sidney. I thought you were serious for a second, she told him. I mean, about killing Emma. Jason's blue eyes widened in surprise. Is that what you think of me? Sidney didn't know what to say. She laughed, feeling embarrassed. Finding the money has made me really paranoid, she told herself. Jason shook his head. I was talking about a movie, Sidney. You know, Fantasyland. He pulled her close and kissed her again. Of course I wasn't serious. Monday afternoon, footsteps echoed loudly in the long, tiled halls of Shadyside High as students hurried to their final class. Pushed along by the crowd, Sidney searched through the notebooks she carried. Where was her chemistry homework? She'd brought it to school, hadn't she? Stepping out of the moving tide of kids, she leaned against a wall and checked her notebooks again. The homework wasn't there. She must have left it in her locker. Now she'd have to go all the way downstairs to get it. Sidney sighed in frustration. She'd been messing up the entire day. She hadn't slept all night, and she'd forgotten to set her alarm, so she had to rush to school. No chance to comb her hair until after her first period. At lunch, she dumped her entire tray, including the silverware, into the garbage can. She'd totally forgotten about the quiz in English and had to wing it. It's the money, Sidney told herself as she shoved her way back into the crowded hallway. It's turning me into a nervous wreck. Sidney, wait up, a voice called from behind her. Glancing over her shoulder, Sidney saw Emma making her way toward her. They didn't have any glasses together, not even lunch, so it was the first time she'd seen Emma all day. Emma doesn't look like she's ready to freak, Sidney thought. She looks happy, excited, probably slept great, dreamed about giving her mom the money for the operation and then going on a major shopping trip. Hi, Emma cried breathlessly, finally catching up to Sidney. Guess what? What? I actually read the newspaper this morning, Emma's blue eyes sparkled. No news, she announced, her voice full of meaning. Sidney glanced around. I really don't think we should talk about it here, okay? Emma laughed. Lighten up, Sidney. All I said was I read the newspaper. Nobody's paying attention anyway. You're right. I'm just nervous, Sidney replied. Well, relax, Emma nudged her in aside. And keep your fingers crossed. In thirteen more days, if nothing comes up, we'll be home free. Sidney nodded and forced a smile as the crowd pushed them toward the head of the stairs. She hoped Emma wouldn't talk about it anymore. She and Emma started down the stairs. Another large group of kids swept in behind them, a noisy group talking loudly and excitedly about the upcoming basketball game. One of them jostled Sidney from behind and her foot slipped. Hey, she cried, grabbing hold of the banister to steady herself. Another wild burst of laughter erupted, and then a piercing scream rang out. Sidney turned to her left, just in time to see Emma's arms flail out. Her hands grabbed at nothing but air. She's falling, Sidney realized. Clinging to the banister with one hand, Sidney threw out her free arm to catch her friend. Too late. With a terrified scream, Emma shot forward like a diver and tumbled headfirst down the steep concrete stairs. Emma! Sidney cried. Emma hit the middle steps with a sickening thud, then bumped and rolled all the way to the bottom. Students starting up the stairs jumped aside, crying out in surprise. 
Emma landed in a heap at their feet. Emma! Sydney called. In a panic, she started down, but someone blocked her way. Then someone else bumped her from the side, slamming her hard against the banister. Gasping, she glanced up at the top of the stairs. Jason stood there, staring down, not at Sydney, at Emma. Sydney could see his teeth, white and gleaming, and his eyes, crinkling at the corners. Was that a grin on Jason's face? Was he actually smiling? No, of course not, she told herself. Jason wouldn't smile at a time like this. It's the light, the shadows, something. Anxious to get to her friend, Sydney turned away from Jason and charged down the stairs. A crowd of kids huddled in a tight circle at the bottom of the steps, staring down in horror. They're so quiet, Sydney thought. Why aren't they helping Emma up? Why aren't they calling for help? Pushing her way through the knot of students, Sydney finally caught a glimpse of her friend. Emma lay sprawled on her stomach, her arms flung out above her head. Her long blonde hair spilled over the floor. She's so still, Sydney thought. Dropping to her knees, Sydney gently pushed the hair away from Emma's face. Emma? she whispered. Emma didn't move. Emma? Sydney touched her friend's back. Emma? Nothing. No movement at all. She's not breathing, Sydney wailed. She's dead. Chapter 7 I can't believe she didn't even break anything, Sydney exclaimed for about the tenth time. Are you sure she's going to be all right? Dr. Lasher nodded briskly and folded his stethoscope into his bag. She'll be sore for a few days from the bruising, he told her, and her head is probably going to ache some, but there's no concussion, nothing to worry about. He smiled at her. Try to relax, Sydney. Your friend is fine. Still shaken, Sydney collapsed on a faded, lumpy armchair in the living room of Emma's house. She knew she'd never forget the sight of her friend, lying so still at the bottom of those stairs. Sydney knew it was only a couple of seconds until Emma finally took a breath but it had felt like hours. And then Emma's eyes opened and she was sitting up, trying to get to her feet. The school nurse checked her over thoroughly. She was badly shaken, but seemed okay. So Sydney had driven Emma home, then called her own family doctor to come check her out. Now Emma was dozing in the bedroom and Emma's mother had left for work. Here, Dr. Lasher held out a couple of freezable gel packs. Put these in the freezer. She can use them on that left shoulder. It's going to give her some pain. Thanking him again, Sydney let the doctor out. Then she shut the door and gazed around the living room. Clean, but dark and faded, the room held a fold-out couch where Emma's mother slept, two old easy chairs, and a bulky old television. A plastic bucket with an inch of water in it stood in one corner. The roof leaks, Sydney remembered with a sigh. Sydney? Emma's voice called from the bedroom. You're awake! Just a sec! Sydney strode into the kitchen and put the gel packs in the freezer compartment of the refrigerator. Then she hurried down the short hall to the house's only bedroom. Emma had tried to brighten up the room with movie posters on the walls and a yellow rug on the floor, but with only one small window, it stayed dim and shadowy. How do you feel? Sydney asked. Want some aspirin? Or maybe something to eat or drink? Emma shook her head. Not now. Thanks, she murmured. Sydney crossed the room and sat down on the edge of the bed. You sure? I'm okay? Emma shoved her hair back and closed her eyes, frowning. That's exactly what Dr. Lasher said, that you're okay, Sydney told her, trying to sound cheerful. You don't look bad either, she added. Kind of pale, but definitely not like you just fell down a bunch of stairs. Emma's eyes snapped open. Jamming the pillow behind her back, she eased herself up into a sitting position and gazed intently at Sydney. 
I didn't fall, Sid, she declared. What? What do you mean? Somebody pushed me. Pushed you. Are you sure? Sidney demanded. You want to know who? Emma asked. Jason. Chapter 8 Huh? Sidney stared at her. No way. That's impossible. He... I saw him behind me, Emma told her. Then I felt his hands on my shoulders. I thought he was just kidding around, but then I realized I was wrong. Her lips twisted in a bitter smile. I mean, Jason and I aren't exactly buddies. We don't kid around. Sydney shook her head. She didn't believe this. I felt his hands, Emma continued in a shaky voice, and then he, he pushed me down the stairs? No, Sydney rose from the bed. That's crazy. Is it? Emma sat up. Let me ask you something, Sydney. Did you tell Jason about the money we found? Emma, what does that have to do with anything? Sydney cried. Just to answer, Emma demanded. Did you tell him about the bag of money? Yes. Okay, I told him, Sydney admitted. Her face flushed with guilt. I wasn't going to say a word, but when I got back from the woods yesterday, he saw that something was wrong. He'd asked me where I'd been, and I made up this dumb story about working late. Surprise, surprise, he didn't believe me. Yeah, you're a lousy liar, Emma agreed. Then he got angry, really angry, Sidney continued. He thought I'd been out with another guy. I didn't want him to think that, and besides, I still felt weird about what we'd done. So you told him the truth, Emma demanded, narrowing her eyes at Sidney. Sidney nodded. Did you tell him where we hid the money, too? Sidney nodded. Everything. I'm sorry. I know I promised not to. But, Emma, you're wrong about him pushing you. He wouldn't do something like that. Why would he? Are you kidding? Emma asked skeptically. For the money? No way, Sidney argued. Jason is not poor. His family has enough money. Not enough for him, Emma declared. Remember those sneakers he wanted? The $150 ones? He already had a perfectly good pair, but he hinted and hinted about those others until you went out and bought them for him. So what? So he's greedy, Emma shot back. You know he is, Sid. He's always talking you into buying him things, like that beeper and that CD player for his car. He's not poor. He's greedy. No. Sidney crossed her arms and shook her head violently. No. Yes, Emma insisted. And that's why he pushed me, to try to kill me. I bet he would kill me for my share of the money. Emma is not making sense, Sidney thought desperately. Nothing she says is making sense. Emma, listen, you just fell down a steep stairway, a cement one. You must have hit your head harder than the doctor says, because you're not thinking clearly. What you said about Jason is totally crazy. Emma's eyes flashed, but she didn't reply. Sidney turned and gazed out the window. The beat-up old VW that Emma's uncle had given her stood on a narrow strip of gravel at the side of the house. As Sidney stared at it, an image of Jason crept into her mind. Jason, as he stood at the top of the school stairs only a couple of hours before, his eyes crinkled at the corners, gazing down at Emma, his teeth bared in a grin, the same strange grin Sidney had seen last night when he talked about killing Emma. But was he just talking about a movie? Sidney thought. He said he was kidding. But was he kidding? She wondered with a shiver. Did Jason really try to kill Emma? Chapter 9 Frowning, Sidney hurried through the hallway at school the next morning. She didn't have much time. The bell between classes would ring in another minute. She had to talk to him now, had to find out why he stood there with a grin on his face while Emma crashed to the bottom of the stairs. 
Emma is so sure he pushed her, Sidney thought. Is she wrong, or did Jason really try to kill her for her share of the money? Sidney shuddered. She wished she'd never found that stupid money. She'd hardly slept for two nights worrying about it, and now she had to confront her boyfriend and find out if he tried to kill somebody because of it. As Sidney rounded the corner, the bell rang. She planted herself across the hall from the computer lab and eyed the students as they started to pour through the door. Jason was the third one out. He kept his head down as he stuffed some papers into his backpack and started to join the flow of kids in the hallway. Jason, Sidney called. His head snapped up. His eyes searched the hall. When he spotted her, he smiled. Sidney swallowed dryly. That couldn't be a killer smile, she thought. It couldn't. Hey, Sidney. Zipping his pack, Jason threaded his way across the crowded hall and joined her. What's up? I have to talk to you, she told him. I tried to call you last night, but nobody was home. Yeah, we went to my sister's house for dinner. Jason took her hand and pulled her into step beside him. We can talk on the way to English. What's up? Sidney took a shaky breath. It's about Emma. Jason's eyes flashed. What about her? She's all right, isn't she? I mean, she got up and walked away from that fall yesterday, so I... She's okay, Sidney interrupted. Do you really care? Huh? What's that supposed to mean? Sidney tugged him out of the crowd and over to the side of the hall. She says you pushed her down those stairs, she blurted out. She says she saw you behind her, Jason. Then she felt your hands on her shoulders. And then she felt you push her. That's crazy. Jason angrily slapped a locker. Emma is totally paranoid. But you were on the stairs, Sidney reminded him. I saw you. She didn't make that up. No. As Jason ran his fingers through his sandy hair, a faint blush crept across his cheeks. I was there. In fact, I can sort of guess why Emma thinks I pushed her. See, I tripped. So I stuck out my hands to catch my balance, and I bumped into her. I feel really terrible about it. Then why were you smiling? Sidney demanded. Right after she fell, somebody shoved me against the railing, and I looked back. You were watching her fall, and you had a grin on your face, Jason. He shook his head his blue eyes wide and innocent. I was shocked, Sidney. I mean, totally blown away. I tried to yell, but I couldn't make a sound. My whole face sort of froze. Maybe I looked like I was smiling, but I wasn't. Sidney gazed at him for a moment, then slumped against the bank of lockers. The whole thing had been an accident, she realized in relief. Jason, I'm sorry, she murmured. I've just been so upset and nervous. I didn't mean to accuse you. Don't worry about it. He smiled and kissed her forehead. No problem, Sid. Really. Like I said, I can see why Emma thought I pushed her. You should tell her, you know. Clear things up and apologize. I mean, you did make her fall, even though it wasn't on purpose, Sidney said. You think she'll believe me? He asked. She hates my guts. But if you tell her exactly what happened, she'll understand, Sidney argued. Look, I know you two aren't crazy about each other, but you really should tell her. Who knows? Maybe you'll actually become friends. Don't count on it, Jason sighed. He fiddled with the zipper on his backpack for a second. Then he shrugged. You're right. I should tell her what happened. Good. He grinned. I'll try to make it up to her. She's been complaining about that junky car of hers. So I'll see what I can do to get it running better. And I'll do it for free. How's that? Great. Sidney threw her arms around his neck and gave him another kiss. Thanks, Jason. Jason hurried off to his English class. Sidney breathed another sigh of relief. Emma made a mistake, that's all, she told herself. Jason would never try to kill someone for money. Later that afternoon, Sidney sat on her bed studying for a history test and snacking on taco chips. 
as she stuck her hand into the bag for another chip. Her bedside phone rang. Hello? You'll never guess what happened, Emma announced. Sydney licked the salt from her fingers. Tell me, Jason just left my house, and my car is actually purring like a kitten? No kidding. That's great, Sydney smiled to herself. Jason had come through. Yeah, and guess what else, Emma asked. He didn't charge me for it. Plus, he explained to me how he tripped on the stairs and bumped into me, and that's why I fell. She laughed. I couldn't believe it. The guy actually felt guilty. Of course he did, Sydney declared. He told me about it at school today. He feels really terrible. I bet he does, and after he fixed my car and didn't get paid for it, I bet he feels even worse. Emma. Sorry. And listen, I'm sorry I accused him, Sydney, Emma said. I was really stressed out. I still am. That bruise on my shoulder is the color of an eggplant, and I keep getting headaches. Dr. Lasher said you might, Sydney replied. It's good you stayed home from school today. Maybe you'll feel better tomorrow. I hope so, Emma sighed. But anyway, I'm still really excited about the money. I can hardly believe it's ours. Just think, Sid. Pretty soon, we'll be able to actually spend it. Mmm. Sydney still felt uncomfortable talking about it. Hey, why don't we go to the mall, Emma suggested. We can window shop for all the stuff we're going to buy. Well, Sydney hesitated. What about your headache? I thought you didn't feel well. I don't, but going to the mall will make me feel better, Emma replied. Please, Sydney, it'll be fun. Sydney glanced down at her history book. She wasn't finished studying, but it was her best subject. Besides, they wouldn't actually be spending the money. Okay, sure, I'll come pick you up. No, I'll drive, Emma told her with a laugh. I want to see the miracles Jason did to my car. Oh, wait, she added. I have to stick around. I promised my neighbor I'd make sure her kids get home from the bus stop, okay? It won't be too long. Why don't you drive over to my house? Then we'll take my car to the mall. Okay, see you in a few minutes. Sydney hung up and scooted off the bed. As she did, the phone rang again. Getting sick of history? Jason asked, ready for a break. Actually, I was just about to take one, Sydney told him. Emma and I are going to the mall. And she's driving thanks to you, she laughed. She's really happy about her car, Jason. Thanks for... Wait a sec, he interrupted. Emma is driving? That's what I said. Why? Jason demanded. You guys always take your car when you're together. I know, but since hers is running now, she... Sydney broke off, frowning. What difference does it make anyway? Uh, well... Jason paused. Listen, why don't I pick you up and we'll go somewhere? You can see Emma some other time. Jason, Sydney laughed. I'm practically on my way out the door. Emma is waiting for me. Call her and cancel, he said. What is the matter with him, Sydney wondered. We won't be gone long. I'll call you when I get back. As Jason started to protest again, Sydney heard her mother's voice in the downstairs hall. Listen, I've got to go, she told him. Mom just got home and I have to give her a couple of phone messages. Talk to you later. Downstairs, Sydney gave her mother the messages and told her where she was going. Then she hopped in her car and drove over to Emma's house. Emma sat waiting for her on the cracked concrete steps. As Sydney got out of the Miata, Emma jumped up, dangling her car keys from her finger. Ready for a test drive? Sure, Sydney grinned and followed her over to the scratched brown VW. It doesn't look any better, Emma told her as they slid into the front seat. But it sounds fantastic. Listen. Emma turned the key and the motor roared to life. Laughing excitedly, she put it in gear and pulled onto the road. Bouncing over potholes, she drove through the narrow streets of the old village. 
Then she turned onto Division Street. Now we can really see what kind of job Jason did, she cried. She drove the car smoothly around a wide curve, then gunned it up a steep hill. Hey, it's actually climbing the hill. I can't believe it. Sydney laughed and turned on the radio. Static crackled through the speakers. Next time, get Jason to fix the radio, she suggested, turning it off. Ha! Maybe there won't be any next time, Emma declared as the car crested a steep hill. Maybe I'll just take my share of the money and buy myself a cool new car? The car picked up speed as it started down the hill. Tires and bushes turned into blurs of green. The tires whined on the pavement as the car zoomed down the hill. At the bottom was a four-way stop. Emma sighed and touched her foot to the brake. The car didn't slow. Emma? Sydney gazed ahead at the stop sign. Better slow down. I'm trying. Emma pushed the brake again, harder. Nothing. Emma, slow down, Sydney shouted. I can't. Emma frantically pumped the pedal. I can't stop the car. The brakes are out. Chapter 10 The car hurtled down the hill, faster and faster. Sydney clutched the armrest and gazed in horror at the bottom of the hill. A silver minivan had paused at the intersection. In another few seconds, it would be right in their way. That van! We're going to crash into it! She screamed. Her eyes bulging, Emma pumped the useless brakes. I can't stop! I can't stop! The minivan nosed its way into the intersection. Emma hit the horn and kept her hand on it. The minivan jerked to a stop, but by now it had reached the middle of the intersection. Sydney could see the driver's face, frozen in fear and shock. Try the emergency brake, Sydney screamed. Emma didn't respond. With one hand on the horn and the other on the steering wheel, she stared straight ahead, her eyes wide with panic. Sydney reached over, grabbed hold of the emergency brake, and yanked the lever up. Metal shrieked. Gravel flew. The car bucked and began to skid. The silver van began to back up. At the last second, Emma yanked the wheel to the left and swerved around it, missed it by inches. With the horn blaring, the car sailed through the intersection, spun around in a complete circle, and came to a stop on the soft shoulder on the other side of the road. Shaking all over, Sydney closed her eyes and leaned against the door. As she struggled to catch her breath, she could hear Emma gasping beside her. Sydney's eyes snapped open. Emma sat with her head against the steering wheel. Her arms hung limply at her sides. Are you okay? Sydney asked. Are you hurt? Emma slowly shook her head. Just scared, she murmured in a shaky voice. Me too, Sydney shuddered. We were so lucky, Emma. We could have died. I know. That's what he wanted. Sydney stared at her. Huh? What do you mean? I was right. Emma raised her head and gazed in horror at Sydney. Jason is trying to kill me, don't you see? He messed up the brakes. That's why he volunteered to work on my car. No, Sydney cried. First you thought he pushed you down the stairs on purpose. Now you're accusing him of messing up the brakes. That's wrong, Emma. Oh? Emma narrowed her eyes. There is nothing wrong with the brakes before he fooled around with my car, she said through gritted teeth. The brakes worked fine. I've been having carburetor problems, not brake trouble. This is an ancient, run-down car, Sydney argued. The brakes were probably in bad shape, and you just didn't know it. You think? Emma asked doubtfully. Of course, Sydney insisted. Taking a deep, shaky breath, Emma unbuckled her seatbelt and pushed open the driver's door. I'm going to see if I can tell what went wrong. Then we can hike downtown and call a tow truck. Still shaken, Sydney twisted a strand of hair around her finger and watched as Emma walk to the front of the car. 
The hood rose with a metallic clatter. Emma bent over and peered inside. Then she got down on her knees and disappeared from Sydney's sight for a moment. What's she doing? Sydney wondered. As she craned her neck, trying to see, Emma suddenly popped up again. Sydney? she called sharply. What? Sydney's heart speeded up. What is it? Come here? Emma's voice shook with fear again. You've got to see this. Sydney scrambled out of the car, rushed up to Emma, and stared under the hood. Huh? she cried, her heart racing. I don't see anything. What are you showing me? Chapter 11 Not there, Emma told her. She wrapped her cold fingers around Sydney's wrist and pulled her down to her knees on the gravel. Then Emma pointed under the car, near the left front wheel. Look up there! Sydney scrunched down and squinted up at the car. A long metal tube, not much bigger around than a straw, snaked beneath the wheel well. In the dim light, Sydney could see that it had been sliced clean through. What is it? she asked. A brake line, Emma declared. Huh? You mean? And I checked the one on the other side. It's cut too, Emma declared. Sydney rose to her feet. This wasn't an accident, Sydney, Emma told her grimly. Someone cut the brake lines. Sydney gazed at her horrified. She means Jason, she thought. Not just someone, Jason. Stunned and frightened, Sydney turned away and hurried back inside the car. Emma climbed in beside her and slammed the door. You see, don't you? she asked. You believe me now? Jason is trying to kill me. Sydney's heart pounded in her chest. She twisted a curl of dark hair around her finger and squeezed her eyes shut. It's not true, she cried. It can't be true. Think about it, Emma insisted. We find a pile of money. You tell Jason about it. Then he conveniently bumps into me and knocks me down the stairs. So he fixes my car to make up for it. She laughed bitterly. He fixed it all right. Jason fixed it so well. We almost died. Sydney wanted to scream at Emma, scream that she was wrong, totally wrong. But she couldn't say the words, because maybe, just maybe, Emma was right. Jason called me just before I drove over to your house, she said slowly. Emma's eyes flashed. Yes. When I told him you were going to drive us to the mall, he sounded weird. What do you mean? First, he wanted to know why we were taking your car instead of mine, and then he tried to talk me out of going with you. Emma punched the steering wheel. I knew it. I just knew it. If that's what really happened, then he was trying to keep me out of this car, Sydney went on, trying to protect me. Emma laughed bitterly. Don't kid yourself, Sid. A guy who is that greedy won't share the money with anyone, not even his girlfriend. After he kills me, he'll decide he wants all the money for himself. You mean you really think he tried to kill me next? Sydney whispered. Emma nodded. Count on it. Sydney stared out the windshield and saw a car cross the intersection. We could have died there, she thought with a shiver. Did Jason sabotage Emma's car? She still didn't believe it, not totally, but she had to find out. She couldn't just pretend that nothing had happened. Sid? Emma's voice broke into Sydney's thoughts. What do you think we should do? I'll talk to Jason, Sydney replied. I'll just ask him to his face. Emma snorted, oh sure, and you think he'll admit it? He just deny the whole thing? put on an innocent expression, and lie through his teeth. Then what can we do? Sydney demanded. Simple, Emma replied quietly. Kill him first? <laughs>